commencing operation participation, as in I do not condone the events that occurred on Grindcore. These events should have never happened, nor should they happen anywhere else. As we dive in today's episode, keep in mind, all life is sacred. Now, let us tune into the show. And welcome to the podcast where we are currently recapping the events of Transformers IDW 2005 Continuity. I'm Onyx Prime with my two co-hosts here. Hi, I'm Copytron. Hi, I'm Kilobyte. Moving on with our comic book discussion for today's episode takes us to IDW Transformers More Than Meets the Eye Volume 9. And as always, spoiler warning and graphics warning because, oh boy. Uh, So if you haven't read it already, we highly recommend Go back, read it, then come listen to the podcast. Now, onwards with the podcast. Both Computron and myself had read the series already, but this is Kilobyte's first time and we are excited to hear his thoughts about this series. But before we can dive into that, we have two things for you. First, stick around and learn about our new giveaway that we are doing. Second, Computron, do you mind telling us some facts about the comics? Yeah. There are a total of five issues for this comic. Uh, issue 45 was released September 30th, 2015. And issue 49 of this volume came out February 10th, 2016. The writer, my favorite, James Roberts. Uh, artist was Pencils by Alex Milne, Brendan Cowhill, Hayato Sakamoto, and inks by Brian Scherer and Alex Milne. John Le- Liversse, John Wyckoff, and colors by Joanna Lafuente. So... For trivia, in issue 45, Skullcrusher's routine involves pointing out that nobody actually knows what phase 3 through 5 of infiltration protocol are. A joke based on the fact that they were never detailed back during Simon Fermentation area of IDW comics, and that it's a little tricky to imagine that the three distinct stages between instigating conflict and killing everything would actually be. Uh, in issue 46, the weak anthropotic principle is described as an exploration vessel that formerly belonged to the Autobots, a reference to the fact that it's based on the animation model of the original arc, which certainly fits that description. It's a model 84 referring to, of course, 1984. Oh, no. For issue... I was going to go, <laughs> I'll be right. I'll be right, go. I'll be right, go. <laughs> Uh, for issue 47, do you remember back in issue 28, the inside of Megatron's body was established to be filled with space bridge portals to world's loss of hand. Shouldn't Cyclonus's greatsword have been similarly truncated? Yeah, that yes. is a good question, isn't it? Yeah, well, plot armor. Anyway, <laughs> for issue 49, Amber Valia takes its name from Roman Agricultural Festival Amber Valia. Said festival involved sacrificing a group of animals after first leading them in a procession, not unlike the way in which the prisoners of Grindcore are led into the teleport chamber and then slaughtered. This can also be referenced to World War II on Earth. Much yeah. said. Uh, moving on. Yes, that's, uh... Moving on. <laughs> yes. <laughs> 
Mr. Kilobyte, do you mind giving us a short summary of these comics? Will do. The scavengers face down Fortress Maximus to save Grimlock and learn a little something about helping others in the process. Much wholesome. Yes. <laughs> Cyclonus is faced with a difficult choice as Getaway's intentions with Telgate finally become clear. Rung's attempts to help Skid safely recover his lost memories are threatened by the unexpected return of Freud. And finally, this week's episode, we're giving a shout out to Galactic Specter. Thank you so, so much. You are awesome, and we love your Swindle cosplay. It looks amazing. Uh, if you want to support them, you can follow them over on Twitter at Gal underscore Specter. And as always, this information has been taken from the wiki. Are we ready? We're ready. We are ready. Because we start off with a quick montage of the scavengers. Remember them? Going on their own adventures, saving the universe. Wouldn't you guess it? Playing games. Any favorites? I like the toy version personally. Yes, me too. <laughs> That's so funny. It's Scavengers. It's Scavengers. <clears throat> scavengers. I well, love that when they broke Scavengers. <laughs> scavengers. I love that, like you said, they broke like the fourth wall and became toys. It's amazing. I like how almost all of them end with like we'll never remember if this works. <laughs> <laughs> or scavengers. Well, while they're not saving the universe, sometimes they're laying back and watching TV. And wouldn't you know it, Skull Crusher is a comedian. Not so funny at that, is he? Yeah. I, I mean, I, what is Fangry would have been more funny. <laughs> this is when we get first introduced to our later on used Chekhov's gun of Croc's clicking anxiety. Hmm. Put a pin in that for later. Is that a pun? All right. Can be. <laughs> All right, what do we think of the scavenger's latest form of employment? And when I mean employment, I mean the other, the, I mean the way they're going to sell off Grimlock. I thought that was very low. You mean definitely not taking Grimlock to a slave trader to make some dough? We'll get there. We'll get there. We don't know the <laughs> slave traders yet. <laughs> they just sell merchandise. I do, uh, <laughs> like, I think in this scene, uh, what was it? Like so before before we got like into that, I think it was was it uh was it Misfire that finds this uh like this award is essentially says the Autobot slash Decepticon War second place. Oh <laughs> and it's, yeah. it's like it's like a participation trophy. <laughs> it's so funny. Because like second place when there's only two participants. <laughs> Fantastic. The puns okay. and the jokes in this are on par. Like, even reading them, you can find it hilarious. It's great. <laughs> but fun and good times are cut short as the newly appointed officer of the Tyrus Accord kills off their buyer and bursts through the office window. Thoughts on Fortress Maximus being the new officer. Feels a little weird since they don't even acknowledge Stakeout being the officer of the Accords here. Stakeout. Yeah, because yeah, from, from Sins of the Wrecker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't like he just said he was next in line, but they completely ignore stakeout. Timeline hmm. is a little weird and wonky here. Yeah, well, can there can only be one officer or? Yes. Yeah, well, interesting. Um, isn't yeah. Tyrus in jail or offline? Tyrus isn't jail, but Tyrus Accords is the name of some of the Autobot code. Huh. Oh, it's the non-affiliated. Yeah. They right. like to think of themselves, it's like when you copyright something and you put your name on it and then you leave the business, your name still stays with that business. Yeah, essentially. Yeah. So, 
I enjoy the shenanigans the scavengers go through to both escape Fort Mag and how they manage to trick him. Computron, any favorite scenes in Kilo? Do you mind filling in any story gap? <laughs> I'm, I'm going to jump in with the stare down between um, Fort Max and uh, actually, I'm missing. Crankcase. The poker face. Crankcase, yes. And it turns out that Fort Max is like, you're bluffing. You don't have a bomb that's going to be set off with all that. And so they have a stare down, and then Crankcase doesn't crack, but Fort Max does. And so Fort Max goes to run away because he thought Crankcase wasn't bluffing, but it turned out he had facial paralysis. So it was like <laughs> he wasn't bluffing, but he was bluffing. He just his face was stuck. Yeah, and he was using um, Prox. Pen, not pen. It was like someone's finger that makes a clicking noise to make it look like a detonator. Yeah, yeah. Croc yep. yeah. has lost his squad to the Wreckers a while back. And the only thing he has to remember, uh, one of them was a, a finger that it's helpful to find, I think it's radio waves. And so yeah. that's where his anxiety became uh, kind of like amplified because he kind of clicks and hopes to find signals nearby. Uh, but th there never is a signal nearby which is kind of sad except for today except for today <laughs> would you like to explain why yes yeah, so uh the mysterious mysterious buyer you know that they were going to sell grimlock to uh he was making toys that looked like animals and they're not actual toys they're actual transformers or bots that he salvaged and forced them into this creature state, removed their communication box so they can't speak, and removed all their uh, sensors so they can't feel anything, and now they're stuck uh, like, a, like an animal, and he just sells them forward. So he's actually been taking bots that were perfectly healthy and forcing them into these states of, of creatures, and that's what he finds all around him. Very horrifying, isn't it? Yes. Uh, yep. and, and at this point, we are told that the process is impossible to reverse, but we have an expert surgeon on board, and we get an ending after months of struggling. Grimlock says his first proper sentence, and Fort Max adopts some pets and has a note from Spinister on how to reverse the domestication of the Cybertronians. I love all the little pets. I know it's cruel, but they were... It was they're very cute. cute. They're very cute. <laughs> <laughs> I do like the whole. Okay, so first of all, like when I think it was Spencer talking to Grimlock, right? Uh, Misfire is talking to Grimlock. Misfire. Misfire is talking to Grimlock, and I thought um, I'm just gonna throw this out there. I thought Grimlock's alt mode was a little taller, but uh, either way, it's fine. But I love the way Grimlock looks like his. He looks kind of like a raptor, but I love the way his, you know, T-Rex form kind of looks in this comic. Yeah. Yeah, he has chunky thighs. Yeah, and then I also <laughs> like that the first person that Formax contacts is Rung from The Lost Light about yeah. this whole ordeal. <laughs> when in doubt, uh, you know, talk to your counselor. Yep. But there's more. Um, we get a glimpse of what is next to come. Who is the grand architect and what are they working on? Kilo, any theories? Oh, uh, I know it's the same symbol I think we saw on Luna 1 
uh, at the at the end of that volume. There's a big symbol on the planet. So I don't know uh, exactly what they're planning. I don't know. I do know that I like their designs. They look very cool, which kind of made me think of maybe it could be something with the portal where it was Pharma got taken to uh, when when they were on Luna One. I wasn't sure if that was going to be connected to them because I feel like I may might have seen the the same symbol in there, but I, I could be mistaken. Yep, it's the same symbol. Well, with that theory out of the way, let's take a quick break. <laughs> Every single nanosecond in the universe, a pet goes up for adoption or is left without a home. Over nine thousands of pets were rescued, but for thousands of others, help came too late. Hi, I'm Scorchfire, your friendly neighborhood prime. Would you be better than an angel for a helpless roboid or equinoid? Every day, innocent pets are left out on the street and neglected. Bork, bork. Take this poor turbo dog, for example, found wandering the streets of Kaon, digging through trash of a nearby recycling center, alone and afraid. But then, a savior helped this poor guy and gave him a better home. You too can become a savior and help others like him with a simple once-a-month donation of five Shanix to your nearest rescue center. Won't you be my savior? What the? Rut row. I mean, <clears throat> bork bork. Zephyr, why are you a turbo dog? Hey, I'm just here for the free snacks and scratches, okay? And welcome back. Flipping back to our regularly scheduled program on the Lost Light, with a quick flashback of Getaway's origin story being told to Tailgate at Visage's bar. You know, the second two. Swerve's bar, of course, you know. It's not as good. And Kill, Getaway has a present for the ship's mascot. Tell us more specifically what Getaway is up to, because I have a feeling if Computron talks about the subject, we'll need to pour <laughs> out spicy words. <laughs> so Getaway is envisaged with Tailgate, and he's explaining kind of his... His origin, where where he was created, he was constructed, you know, constructed cold, and he was, you know, deployed to battle there. And by telling him this, he tells him that this is a four-step ceremony to let uh, another bot know that you kind of have feelings for them. And uh, he kind of goes step by step, telling them that after that, the you, you give them a gift, uh, and then the third step would be the the bot that you give them a gift for you ask them to do something for you and then the final step is you profess your love for each other and you become a conjux endura and so he gives tailgate the same uh, nemo surgeon needles that chrome dome has and tells him that he needs to go into megatron's room and use those needles to have a virus uh, on there that will uh, make uh, megatron kind of not be able to kind of fight if i'm not mistaken if i'm remembering right uh, i know it has a, a, a virus in it that will prevent megatron from actually anti evil virus it's an anti evil virus yes so it will prevent megatron from killing you know anybody on ship if he were Having to be angry yes so oh, sounds too good to be true <laughs> which is like everything out of getaway's mouth is a load of beryllium baloney okay <laughs> yes so Telgate decides to do it because, you know, he doesn't want to leave Getaway. He wants to, you know, after all that Getaway has done for him, he's like, I want to show that I do care for what you're doing for me. And so he decides to do it. I don't know if you want me to go or we're going to cover. Oh, a little absolutely. Bit more. Keep going. Okay. So uh, Telgate 
goes into Megatron's room, uh, and before that, uh, Getaway gave him the a wrench, the same wrench that Nautica has, which has a sensor that can detect Ravage. And so uh, he tells him that this sensor will let you know if Ravage is in the room, and if he's not in the room, you can proceed with the with what I'm asking you. And he's like, okay, I'll do it. And it turns out it wasn't the virus isn't real, the wrench doesn't even work, and he sent Telgate in so that Megatron would, uh, since sensing you know Telgate malintent, would kill him and this would cause Megatron to be cast away from the ship because he doesn't want Megatron to be on the ship uh, anymore. Also, other part that we've been told before about Megatron's uh, fear of needles. That is true. He hates so needles. He was banking on Megatron to kill uh, or Telgate. Telgate, yeah. Yep. But instead, Computron, you mind telling us what Whirl and Cyclonus are doing? <laughs> So, uh, Cyclonus is getting a little jealous about... I wouldn't say he's getting jealous. He's getting concerned. I, wouldn't, I mean, I wouldn't put jealousy as a character trait for Cyclonus. Uh, he's getting concerned that Tailgate is spending a lot of time with Ish who shall not be named. And so... I'm not going to say his name. It just <laughs> so, gets away from your mouth, huh? <laughs> uh, and so, uh, he goes to uh, World to talk to them about it, which... You know, us as a reader, we're kind of confused. Of all people, why would you want to talk to Whirl about this whole situation? Uh, so Sakonis kind of walks in and he sees that there's like a lot of broken clocks sitting on the shelf. Oh, well, but first he's got it. He knocks on Cyclonus's door and is introduced with the gun barrel. And then Whirl invites him in and then sees all of the broken clocks on the shelf. And to which he asks why somebody blocked uh, somebody uh, broken clocks. He says, because I can't do anything perfect. Uh, so, little backstory. World used to be a uh, clocksmith, and he can't do that anymore. So, uh, Cyclonus opens up to Whirl and tells him about how he feels about Tailgate spending too much time with you shall not be named, Getaway. And Whirl kind of, you know, dropping some Whirl hard with truth. Them. With the uh, <laughs> hard truth is, like, I guess, what you would like to say. Kind of says, so. So what? If you want Tailgate to... There's nothing wrong with Tailgate having friends. And he goes, but... And then Cyclonus, you know, was kind of trying to edge on to that he was feeling like uh, Tailgate was falling in love with Whirl and then... Or falling in love with Getaway. And Whirl goes, well, you're just going to have to accept that. He doesn't love you. He doesn't love you. Which is a hard truth. And so... He gets up, Cyclonus gets up, and then gets prepared to leave, and then we're all out of curiosity, says, why out of all of the people on this ship would you have this conversation with me? And to our surprise, it's because World's the only person that would tell the truth to Cyclonus. He goes, other people would either, you know, coddle to my emotions and tell me lies, or they would just say, oh, there's nothing going on, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, and... It's very interesting and a very interesting character development happens here because Whirl was also in on the tailgate's death sentence, I would like to say, but he gets cold feet as he's now just figuring out he does have friends on the ship, whether he knows it or not. And Getaway doesn't like this change of spark and decides to knock Whirl out with the forget-me gun or whatever it's called. And as Whirl is reaching out before he passes out he signals cyclonus who then dashes to a world's room after everyone's left 
and all the clots, all the imperfect clot, are coded to 113, which coincidentally is James' favorite number. Also Megatron's room on the ship. We get to see a murderer. Who would like to describe what happens? Before we, I'll let you do this, but before we do that, I just want to say how amazingly beautiful that world signal to Cyclonus was. I fell in right. love with all of the colors on that page, and I was staring at that page for like a solid 10 minutes. It's yeah, very when he's poetic. in space. Yeah. Yeah. Very beautiful. I really like it too. Hilly, you want to describe the scenes? Yeah, well, Telgate decides to enter Megatron's room. And Ravage alerts Megatron, and once Megatron wakes up, he grabs Telgate by the face. And before he gets to squish his face, uh, Cyclonus runs in and stabs Megatron in the chest and kicks Ravage, takes out uh, like a monitor from Megatron's slab, throws it on Megatron, and kind of bashes it everything onto Megatron. Megatron's like squashed in a corner. <laughs> right. Theories when you read to this point what that explosion would be i think it, it could be since cyclonus gave tailgate kind of like uh, some some of his spark with the when he stabbed him with his sword to save him uh i think cyclonus you know falling unconscious and in this case before we know anything else they actually use bonds for the mind so, <laughs> I, i'm not gonna want to spoil too much it does get even more gruesome it gets very gruesome, especially when we are first introduced to these things called mouth flowers, which are not as innocent as they sound. Uh, they're terrifying. If you transform, they will come out your other side of your head and kill you, essentially. So yeah, I enjoy the purposeful redacting in the dialogue because Skids can't remember to certain parts of his past, which makes sense and works very well you're doing comics is to redact some of the dialogue as someone's trying to remember things. Yeah, really yeah and I, I kind of like uh, it kind of reminds me a little bit of like Sins of the Rectors a little bit where I think when Right, yep. When when ooh, Springer couldn't hear Tarantulas and so all the dialogue kind of cut out kind of thing. Right, yeah. I, I like, I like well it when they do that with dialogue. It's always interesting because you know, kind of leaves the reader to their imagination. Yeah. yeah. We now find out what happened to Tailgate and Cyclonus. And Gateway is eventually arrested. So we also learn Tailgate's explosion is some sort of sparkgasm. Sparkgasm. I don't like how I said that. Uh, <laughs> by induced huge really amounts bad. of anxiety. <laughs> We're just going to keep rolling here. Uh, which also... Sent a energy pulse around the ship, which also woke up Thunderclash. Happy ending all around. Nothing, nothing but blue skies from here, right? Right. Uh, Except for more than meets the eye, I don't think so. <laughs> I guess everybody in that room is looking at how poor Tilgate went offline, and never mind. Cyclonus looks like Swiss cheese. I know, right? He's unconscious, right? He's yeah. unconscious, but offline. Sorry, he's unconscious, yeah. but. <laughs> it does look like Cyclonus took a little bit harder of a hit. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, it wouldn't be a more than meets the eye with a happy ending, right, Kilo? As you were saying. So no. Freud shows up for a lovely visit. You remember Freud? Way back I when. I love his design. <laughs> Anyone so cool. want to talk about the, the present he brought with him and how that goes? Oh. I'll, I can, I'll let you. 
So Freud has this patient who is unique in the sense of he... So let me back up. His name is Sunder, and he is by far one of the scariest looking bots I have ever seen in any of the Transformers comic books completely. Like even like compared to Unicron, this dude is scary looking. And no. yeah, uh, I can agree to that. <laughs> I, I love the design. <laughs> and uh, so you can guys, you guys go ahead. I really enjoy Freud because he's working with his patient, right? He's, he's made a relationship with his patient and he's promised Sunder that he can not, it's not necessarily a pleasure, but it's more like a, um, a reward when he seeps, into people's memories and finds out what causes them the most trauma. And it's really funny to me because his name's Freud. That he made a Freudian slip when he says victim when he meant patient. (laughs) (laughs) I thought it was funny. It's interesting because he kind of gives off like a Hannibal Lecter kind of vibe. Yes, yes, for sure. He does. Does anyone want to talk about Sunder who gets loose? And we get a little more detail on what happened on Grindor for Skids. Thunder has an ability where he can feed uh, from your memories just by looking at you. And so Freud, to protect himself, he took out his uh, Sunder's optics, but he has them on a on a necklace that was wore uh, very religiously for bots that believed in the primes and kind of believed in their teachings. And so he's using that as a, you know, as a cover. But then he eventually gives Sunder his optics back and he starts feeding off of Skids and kind of creating chaos because now Skids will start remembering everything that he can't uh, instead of slowly like wrong once all at once. And that could cause bigger problems. And, and that's when we get to, to Grindor. And oh boy. So on Grindcore, we run into Skids meeting Quark. If you don't remember who Quark is, Quark, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, I think he's the lover, or he was the Conjurex and Dora for... Uh, uh, From afar. No. Yeah, the Brainstorm really likes him, Brainstorm, but yeah. they never became, yeah, true, true. They never became right. a couple. True, true, true. Got me on that one. Um, anyway, so Skids manages to take out that, I guess, not necessarily the inhibitor chip, but the thing that you referenced earlier. The mouthflower. The mouthflower. Yes. And he manages to take it out of Quark. And, you know, as they're getting on, they're kind of building a relationship in the sense of they're cellmates and they are, uh, they're, they're, you know, becoming friends and they're building a very good friendship that's going to last very, very long. And yes, no sarcasm at all. No sarcasm (laughs) at all. A very heated friendship. (laughs) Oh, it'll melt your spark. It'll melt. So... What are our thoughts on the final confrontation? The one where uh, Rung's Ark Army and Tailgate's strength comes into play. And not to mention the hesitation of Megatron in action. Uh, I really like that Sunder. They've, they've always talked that they were he had a brother. Uh, and then his brother was put offline. But uh, his brother is actually the ship that Freud brought Sunder in. And they can actually kind of become... One, not necessarily Two. combine, but they uh, the ship becomes like a battle suit for Sunder, and uh, it looks pretty cool. 
Uh, it looks amazing, but it's also uh, very powerful. And to stop that, Telgate threw a giant <laughs> ship, which is the Rod Pod, towards it, <laughs> pinning them down, which looks pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeet! Yeet! <laughs> Yeet! <laughs> And I like it when they, they ask him, he's like, how did you know you could do that? He's like, I don't know. I just tried it. <laughs> I don't know. I just picked it up and threw it. <laughs> <laughs> I really like that. So I enjoy the remarks between Rodimus and Megatron in the end. The puns are strong in this one. Where, uh, because at one point, Rodimus was turned inside out. And Megatron makes a remark, it's good to see you in better shape. Which is great. <laughs> Megatron is... Is dad. We'll just say that. And <laughs> Killer, dad thoughts on Megatron's renouncement of violence, no matter what happens. That's that's interesting. I feel like I've I've heard or seen that before uh, in some other type of media, but I can't really remember. I'm not really sure right now. But um, I'm interested to see uh, where this is going because he's joined the Autobot. He's trying to find the Knights because he was trying to kind of save himself in the process. But now he renounces violence, so uh, I don't know if he's actually gonna change for the better, or if it's for a bigger plan overall that he has like cooking up. Interesting, interesting. Uh, and and when you said they were pull out, Sunder has an ability where they can make you take your innards and put them outside, and then you become like a ball. Yeah, which you forget very, how to uh, transform. Very painful. Yes, yeah, it's very painful. Yes. Very <laughs> nightmarish. Yes, very powerful as well. But if you thought that thoughts? was the scariest piece... Yes, um, Computron, take <laughs> it away. So, um, on Grindcore... Oh, gosh. Tarn has all the bots come into a, a what looks like a giant building. And this is a building... A teleportation that, chamber. A, a teleportation chamber that they were all working so hard on. And Quark, you know, talks to Skids and says, you know, is, you know... They, they were they couldn't wait to go and you know you couldn't wait to leave and but Tarn had other plans and asked Skids to you know step away for a second so he can talk to him. I'm sorry. In this sense, he didn't ask him. He teleported him uh, against so will. against his will. Uh, and so it turned out that the Decepticon causes needed some scrap metal for bullets. Where I'm going on with that is is they decided to literally melt every single person in what they thought was the teleportation chamber. Instead, it was a smeltery. Yeah. And my favorite saying, or my favorite line in this entire comic is, you know, I'm a bit of an agnostic, you see. I'm not sure about heaven, but I'm pretty sure hell exists. Chills. Oof. Chills. Mm. I, I, don't know, I don't know if you got this vibe when you first read it or not, but I feel like Tarn knows Skids from somewhere. <laughs> and that's probably why he saved Skids. Not because Skid, you know, fixed the furnace or is useful for him. I feel like he's saving him because he knows him from somewhere else. Oh, have you been reading spoilers? Get off no, the damn auto Wikipedia. No, I'm not doing I'm I'm not reading anything. <laughs> I'm reading the comics. Right, Kilo, give me okay, the spray okay. bottle. Spray bottle. <laughs> squirt, squirt. I do want to say before we decide to end this out is one of my favorite scenes in this entire comic wasn't that. It was Getaway being locked up in a prison with his arms, his legs, and his mouth cut off. 
Because that's what he deserves. So you heard that right. Computron is into that. <laughs> he likes being tied I'm up agnostic. I'm not sure about heaven, but I'm pretty sure hell exists, and Getaway is going to hell. What, I, right, I, was, I was confused. I wasn't sure if that was made by, you know, the security force on the ship or if it was made by Sunder. Oh, uh, no, that was made by the security forces. The security they force, wanted okay. Getaway to not get away <laughs> <laughs> in any way, shape, or form. Okay. So with that, Rod Star rating on that happy note. Five. Uh, I'm swinging in there. Five. Swinging. <laughs> I really enjoyed it. Uh, I like the. I like Sunder. Um, I feel like we don't get to see a lot of like creepy-looking Autobots uh, or Autobots that you know kind of go crazy and kind of start doing bad things without shifting to the other faction if that makes sense like yeah. i like i like that we got a villain that's not a decepticon it's an autobot that just enjoyed you know killing and torturing its victims and you know he looks very creepy i really like and i really like his design but overall like i really like all the progress we've made but uh i, I want to know more so I'll, I'll give it a four it was kind of it was a good but it wasn't like super crazy well i'm gonna also give it a five for mainly these two reasons I felt every emotion they were trying to convey, which is what I think you should do when you're making a story. I was yes. scared when Sunder was introduced. I was livid when Getaway was being, well, we all know by now, Getaway, a groomer. And I was, I was wholesome feelings with the scavengers. I was crying when uh, Cyclonus sacrificed himself for Tailgate. Exactly. So. It was very cute. Listeners, what do you think of these comics? How many Rod Stars would you give it? Let us know by leaving a comment below. Now, we don't have any re emails to read to you, but if you would like to get in contact with us or if you have any questions or anything you want to correct us on, send us an email at swervesbarpodcast at gmail.com. That is S-W-E-R-V-E-S-B-A-R podcast at gmail.com. Are oh, you two ready? Beat blur in that one. Yeah, I'm going, I'm going. I'm going. <laughs> Are you two ready for Transformers Redemption of the Dinobot? Yes. Let's get some Dinobot action. All right, listeners, you stuck around with us long enough. Let's get into the giveaway details. Time for another giveaway. We'll be doing a poll for the next couple of weeks on our Twitter for possible giveaways. So be sure to go and vote on what the prize will be at the end of the giveaway. This event will run until August 8th at the beginning of Season 3 of the podcast when we review Transformers Titans Return. That's when we'll announce the winner. Now, how to enter this giveaway. First, you must subscribe to our YouTube channel. Follow us on Twitter at Swerve's Bar. But you are probably wondering, hey Onyx, I'm already subscribed to both of those. Well, don't you worry. You can get additional entries by leaving a comment on any video coming out on YouTube from today forward. That's right, any video that comes out from Swerve's Bar from today forward. You can also gain additional entries by retweeting or commenting on our Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. So good luck out there. Fantastic. Kilo, do you have something you would like to say? Uh, yes, I started streaming over on the platform called Twitch for the human listeners. I stream at 8 p.m. Tuesdays and Thursdays, Pacific Standard Time, because that's when the signal reaches Earth from Cybertron, and I play a variety of different games, and we're doing Bioshock, we played some Phasmophobia, maybe some Sea of Thieves, so if you want to hang out and catch me live, you can 
do so uh, over on twitch.tv slash kilobyte prime. Fantastic. Computron, do you mind taking us out? Yeah, sure. If you enjoyed this episode, consider sharing it with your friends and subscribing. If you want to help out the show even further, we have started a Patreon. All of the proceeds will go to supporting the show and keeping the lights on. Of course, we have some tiers that offer other forms of gratitude, such as 3D files and an entry to our Discord channel. Uh, when Season 3 is released, you'll even get early access to our comic review videos a week before they're publicly released. And, as always, we hope you are all staying safe out there, and thank you so much for listening to All Are One. To All Are One. To All Are One. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Swerves Bar Podcast. You can also find us on Twitter at Swerves Bar. If you are interested in more content, try checking out the spinoff D&D series, Transform Rollout. The first season, Rise of the World Killers, is completely out now. Let us tune in for a preview now. That was a lot. (laughs) (laughs) That was more than I thought it was, and I really want to make sure that I get the proper message across. Fascinating. There's also a YouTube channel with bonus content with a link provided below. And if you are so inclined, you can support us on Patreon, where you can get even more bonus content, such as several 3D files and access to their Discord. Links will be provided below. And transmission.